Um, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, uh, welcome to the Jim Florentine podcast. And uh, the Robert Kelly, you know what, dude, podcast. You know what, dude? That's the name of it, yeah. All right, that's cool. You know cool. what, dude? That's actually Jim Norton making fun of me. Oh, is that? Dude, you know what, dude? You fucking, because when I try to fucking talk politics. Right, right, I'm yeah. Just a, you know, fucking dummy. Like, dude, you know, the Democrats, man, the elephants. So, we're but, doing dueling podcasts. We're doing dueling, but you, you actually have intro music. I don't. Well, I don't, on this one, I don't. I'm gonna right, have to, right, you could put it in later. Somebody could put it in later. Nah, fuck it. It's a fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Mark Marin trying to make a fucking million dollars off of it. Now, do you do um, donations? Like, how do you make money? Your, I, I don't just, make. I, I don't. just started doing, like, donate. If you want to donate, I'll send you a CD, DVD. And really? No, nobody's donated yet. No, nothing? Nothing. That just fucking sucks, doesn't it? It does, because, well, you know, you, know, you don't, you don't want to know that. But then I, my nephew runs it, and I'm like, did anyone donate? He goes, no. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, man. I'm just hoping maybe he puts 10 bucks in, and I'll, you know, yeah, well, make you feel better. <laughs> well, why don't you just donate as somebody else? Yeah, I, that's why I don't want to put a donate button up there, because what if I get, like, just one fat chick from Idaho? <laughs> You know, just gives me eight bucks. I hope that helped. Hey, well, someone emailed me back like, why, why, why would I donate? You're going to give me a CD. I, I could rob it online for free. Oh, what a fucking scumbag. But, you know, I understand that. I mean, I, I fucking ripped off Columbia House <laughs> and BMG for years. With Columbia them. House. Holy shit. 13 CDs for a penny. I just put a wrong name. I get the CDs and then never acknowledge them again. I forgot. I, I remember them. They used to be tapes. Well, the yeah, tapes or C- oh, I never got the records, but I remember I got the you know the, the cassettes and then the CDs. I fucked with them for years. Yeah, whatever happened to those that fucking? Company? They're still around, but well, I- they fucked us. They would fuck you because you'd have to get the first ten for for like a, do- a penny, and then they you'd you'd be billed for. For the right. rest of your life, right? Yeah, because then you would get have to buy eight at the regular price, and right. they were like seventeen ninety eight. That wasn't a regular price. Yeah, right. I can get a CD for eleven ninety nine, and it was like a shitty CD. It was like a fucking bootleg of it. Yeah. So I would just get it, and then my friend had this address where he lived there, like his college dorm. Yeah. So as soon as I get my package, I put a change of address to his dorm, and I would never see a bill after that. <laughs> he said he would get like fucking fifty bills. <laughs> we used to do that with uh, pizza. Me and my friends would go to somebody's house. We'd call the pizza place, give him an address to some fucking house, right. and we'd just hang out on the porch. And then he'd show up, and we'd just f- grab the pizza and run. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> I got chased. The guy had a knife. He was some Arab pizza delivery guy from Domino's. He chased us with a knife, and I almost got hung up in a bush. How old were you doing this? I was 13. Oh, 13, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking I was great. actually, I, think, I remember this. I was, I was a sea cadet. I was in the sea cadets. Which is like the Boy Scout for the Navy. Right. Because I was, you know, getting into trouble and my mother thought she put me in the Sea Cadets because the next door neighbor's boy was in the Sea Cadets and that would straighten me out. Right. And uh, I used to go to this stupid thing for like an hour at the Coast Guard fucking base and, you know. What, they teach you like discipline there or something? I would just get a wooden gun and learn how to do marching and you know, about face, (laughs) left turn, whatever the fuck it was. Right. But I had the Cracker Jack uniform. So, uh, oh, yeah, 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 the Popeye outfit. Yeah, yeah. So I used to go and fucking do drugs and get shit faced in my Popeye uniform after fucking the Sea Cadets. Right after and that. Se- that night we we did the pizza thing. I was in a fucking, <laughs> I was in my Cracker Jack uniform running through the fucking bushes. That's I lost my beautiful. hat. That's beautiful. So you were doing drugs at thirteen? Yeah, I start. Well, I started doing. I started drinking at ten. Um. I started drinking hard alcohol at 10. At 10? 10, yeah. I was drinking uh, like 7-7. I was hanging out with this fucking guy named Dickie. Uh, he was like 30. And this girl, Patty, who I wanted to fuck. At 10? At 10, yeah. Right. I wanted a banger. Dickie wanted to fuck Patty. 
Patty hung out with Dickie because he could buy us alcohol. She, she was dating this mafia fucking son kid. Right. And uh, we would just hang out all the fucking time at the tracks, get shit-faced, and she would make out with me behind Dickie's back. When How was old like, was she at the time? She was like a couple years older than me. I was 10. She had to be like 13, So, 14. so he, And, and Dickie wanted to bang a 13-year-old. Yeah, Dickie wanted to bang a 13-year-old. It's creepy. <laughs> and I used to drink with this fucking guy. I used to, and he was like white trash. And I used to party with him all the fucking time. And what happened was, I remember I got drunk my birthday. He got me shit-faced. I went home, and uh, I was so fucked up, I crawled under the porch. Right. Uh, and just slept in the dirt for like a, an hour. And then went in to my house. I had to shit and puke. So I went in, I, I sh started shitting, and then I puked in the sink. So I'm, I had to keep puking and shitting, but I puked up pasta. So it was just full pasta. Right. So and it wouldn't go down the sink. No. So I started taking the <laughs> pasta, digging it out, throwing it in the toilet. My mother came in, saw me with my pants down, shit in the toilet, you know, scooping puke into the toilet. And she fucking knocked me out cold. Fucking co-cocked me. Really? Yeah. Threw me in the bed. I slept in my puke and shit all night. This was at 10. I woke up the next day. She came in really calm. And she's like, Bobby, I don't want you to do that anymore. And I didn't do it for a year. You I didn't drink. Didn't fucking do wow. shit for a year. And then around 11, I just fucking, I was full. I could, I was done. From 11 to probably uh, 15. 15 was the last drink I had. I could drink a case of beer by myself, a uh, pint of uh, Allen's 101 peppermint schnapps, and I was a fucking. So you didn't have any curfew? I mean, you're drinking a case of beer at 13, 14 years old. Oh, like, then you have to be. Yeah, I had a curfew. Yeah, I had a cur I definitely had a curfew, but I didn't fucking follow it. I so what to, would you I, do when you got home? So you I'd go up. home and then climb out the fucking window of the third story fucking house, scale the fucking ledge, slide down the fucking roof to the other roof, and go the fuck out. And then come home before the uh, the morning. And, and now would you go to school? Go. What about going to school? I, I, I didn't in seventh grade, uh, seventh eighth grade. Yeah, seventh grade. Uh, I didn't. I actually I didn't go to school for like three weeks. I finally came back one day. The math teacher was like. Well, it's nice to see you. And I went, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I walked out. Uh, yeah, I didn't go to school. Then I got arrested. I got, at 13, I went to juvie hall for the first time. So uh, What would you get arrested for? Oh, fucking stupidness. Because um, it was tough. To, I mean, you look, look at all the other shit you did besides whatever you got arrested for. Yeah. Imagine if you did that stuff now. You'd be fucking, I'd be, I'd be, I would have been in jail for 40 years. Oh, yeah, we, some of the shit that we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, Fuck yeah. You know, because now, now, you know, you do one thing like you fucking pull a kid's pants down because you stuck a carrot in his ass <laughs> or something. You know, and then all, you're all over fucking CNN and, yeah. you're, you know, you're going away for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Dude, we used to fucking, we used to get needles, tape them to uh, Q-tips, cut Q-tips in half. Right. Tape them to Q-tips and put them in the straws. And it made a perfect dart. And we used to go out in the, the playground during uh, lunch and just, just <laughs> fucking really? pygmy motherfuckers. And you'd see, like, kids going in and just the back of their lead was all blood from, like, three or four right. darts in the back of their leg. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah. We were fucking psychos. The shit we used to do, yeah, it was bad. I know. I mean, we ripped up the friggin' teacher's uh, book or grade book, fucking threw it out, burned it out the window. Yeah. Insane shit that we did. I mean, th throwing stuff at the teachers, assaulting them, punching them. Yeah, I, got, I fucking fought the gym teacher. You did? I came up. He was uh, threatening my friend. We're all at recess. My friend went into the bathroom, and uh, he was holding him by the neck. 
And I came up. I go, what the fuck are you doing? So me and my friend just beat the shit out of the gym teacher. Really? Yeah, he was a big guy too. But he was scared. For some, he, I don't know. He was scared. We, we fucking just went at it. I, but I got kicked out of every school. I, I went to, I, I don't know about you. I went to, I think, seven junior highs. I went to five or six high schools. You know? No, I got, only got thrown out once after sixth grade. I was in a Catholic school when I... You got thrown out in sixth grade? Sixth grade, yeah. They they were they, they started bragging in the morning. You know, they make that a morning announcement. Yeah. They said, we just got these new wrestling match. It cost a few thousand dollars. Please take care of them. You know, it, we, you know, it, it broke our budget, but we're excited. We want you to use them. That day, me and my buddy cut them up with razor blades. Oh. Fucking sliced them all up. Why? Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> And then the next day, we, they knew it was our class because we had eighth grade, uh, our eighth period gym class. So they knew what happened between that and the morning. So it was down to three guys in the class, me and two other troublemakers. And eventually, I was in the office for like the last three months. Nuns and priests would just be smacking me in the face, telling me. I was getting like, I was the original waterboarder. Right. They'd fucking, you know, just punch, pulling my hair. Just admit it. I mean, swear to God on the Bible. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. End of the school year, get the fuck out. Wow. I got kicked, I got kicked out of Catholic school, too. But not not because of me. I got kicked out because uh, my stepfather used to beat the shit out of me. Um, and I kept going to school with black eyes and shit. And they, right. got, they just didn't want the trouble. Really? Yeah, they said, we don't want you back here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to public school. And then well, I, got, I got fucking beat up by him. And then I got bullied at the other school I went to. I used to like have to wait uh, in school and hide till 3 o'clock. Because kids, like, kids would be waiting for me every day. To beat the shit out of me. Why? Because you were like the outsider, like a new know. kid in school and shit. I don't know, man. It was back then, you know, fucking. And you grew up outside of Boston, so it's you see those, you know, fucking rough and tough, just white trash, yeah. fucking animals, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I was just, I was really a nice kid, uh, but then I just, I think I was fucking, I don't know, I did something to somebody's little brother, and then they were all after me. Right. That's happened to me a bunch of times in life. Right. I broke a kid's arm once. We got into a fight, and then his brothers on the football and wrestling team were after me, and. That's happening to me. Like, I had gangs of kids after me a lot. Holy and then I remember one kid, like, spread a rumor. He was like, you're a fag. And he kept saying I was gay. Right. And then, you know, that shit, when you're a kid, that's devastating. Yeah, yeah. It's like being called gay when you're fucking in sixth grade or seventh. You're like, motherfucker. Nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah. You know, nobody even knows what gay is, really. You know what I mean? But yeah. But it's just like, it's just bad. So, yeah. That's when I fucking snapped, though. When you realize... I used to get picked on all the time. And then in seventh grade, I broke my wrist. I had a cast on my arm. And one of the kids who used to pick on me started picking me in the hallway. And I beat the fuck out of him with my cast. Really? I just, nice. I just, I just snapped. Fucking smashed him in the fucking head. He was crying, bleeding. And then through the PA, like 20 minutes later, would anybody with a cast on their right arm please come to the principal's office? I went in. There was just a bunch of kids crying with casts. Right. Like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I walked in, I, I did it. I had like blood on my cast. But that was like when I was like, I get it. I right. get it. Fucking be a nutcase. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Then they're scared of you. So 15 years old, you stopped drinking. You haven't had a drink since you were 15. I haven't had a drink or a drug since oh, I was 15. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, my last drink was uh, white labeled scotch uh, out of the bottle. And uh, I think it was a case, not a case, uh, uh, a rack of talls. And I smoked a bunch of joints, and uh, but but that time that sh that didn't even get me high or drunk. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then we ripped off gumball machines. How did you do that? We just fucking ripped them off the fucking the stand, took them to the track, smashed them, smashed them, took the gum, took the money, and uh, I remember we were running down the tracks. I ran over a couple bushes, 
And then I just heard, and it's this cop. It was up in upstate New York, near outside of uh, Spencerport, New York. Right. Fucking loaded shotgun right in my face. And uh, he goes, get on your knees. So I got on my knees. I was 15. And then he goes, uh, if he moves, shoot him to the other cop. Right. I was like, dude, it's gum. I know. And, and fucking quarters and, and nickels in there. Yeah. I, hit, I actually hid, the, I hid all my quarters under a rock right. before I jumped the bush. We went to jail. I didn't admit shit, nothing. I looked out, these two kids I was with, crying, their father's there. They fucking ratted me out. Really? Yeah. I, I had to take the cops back to the fucking rock at like four in the morning. I was all fucked up. I was coming down off the fucking drinking and, you know, I had to take them back and find this rock all fucked up and give them like, I think it was like fucking maybe $3 and quarters, but I was a ward of the state by then. Right. Right back to jail. Went to jail for a year, uh, a week in Rochester, which was one of the worst juvie jails I've ever been in, close to prison. Right. And then they flew me back to uh, Boston. So you were in jail for one week? In there. And then you right. go, I came back here and went to jail in Boston. How long were you in jail for there? You go to, juvie jail is weird. You only go in, you go in, usually go in to the worst place for like a few weeks, a month. Then you go to a better place for a month or two months. And then you'll go uh, to like a program for six months to a year. You know what I mean? Right. That, it's not like you go to jail and do time. Right, right. The whole time. But, uh, you know, some of them are bad. It's not, you know, it's it's not as bad as people make it out to be. I mean, it's right. bad because you're in fucking jail. Yeah. But it's not like you're sucking dick. You know, that's what people always say to me. Did you, did you right. fuck? Did you blow dudes? It's, it's a month. You know, it's like. A, right. If I need a cigarette that bad and I fucking suck a dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a fag. <laughs> I'm fucking gay. You know, I'm getting out Tuesday. I'll right. blow you. You know. So if so, fifteen, you were in jail for a month. Does that does that make it, you no, stop 15, that night? It's it usually it's 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 probably a year. Okay. The whole process Total, takes yeah, a right. year. Yeah. Whole so you missed all cl- school. You pretty much got to- school, and then I got out, went back in, another time, same type of thing for a year. Did the same thing at fifteen, for another year. I was in a program uh, for a year. A drug program, all guys, 25 kids for a year. And that was that's where I got sober. Wow. Yeah. Because you, you, you always look at it, man, like, how does a guy, at, at 15, you must have been so fucked up never to have to stop. I know, like, Norton stopped at, like, Jim Norton stopped at, like, 18. I'm like, yeah. man, I always talked about that. Like, man, you had to be fucked up to be, have that much of a big of a problem at 18 or 15 to just stop and never do it again. Usually people in their 20s or 30s find, like, all right, I got to stop this shit. I, th- I, think, I think it's this, though. People say, I think that certain, I think I did what most teenagers do or a lot of teenagers do, but some people don't give a fuck. Right. Some people don't care. You know, they just go through it. They go through the juvie hall. They go and they get caught. I got caught a lot. I got caught stealing gumball machines. A lot of kids don't get caught doing that stupid yeah. shit. A lot of kids. I did what a lot of kids do, but there was a certain point, like Jim and me, your personality, where you're like, I don't want to fucking be this idiot. And I think some people are like, ah, eh, I don't give a fuck, and right. work their way through it. And some people don't. Some people remain that fucking idiot for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And wind up in jail and fucking, you know, dr- a drunk. Some people work their way through it and just like, you know. But I, I was like, you know what, at 15, I know Jim at a young age where it's like, I don't want to do this. Anymore. I don't want to be with these fucking idiots. I, I want to evolve out of this. This right. is, you know, uh, not to say that I'm better than anybody, but I just was like fucking done. Right. I was just done doing this shit. Wow. Yeah. You you drink, right? Yeah, I drank. I, ne- I never had a problem with that. My, you know, if I had any addiction, it was, you know, with women. I might. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing that happens. 
after. Right, you just go from one to another because, you know, like that's what most addicts do. If yeah, they the, give up this, then they just focus on that. Yeah, the underlying causes, they call that. Is that what it is? Yeah, the underlying causes. That's what they tell you to be aware of. Yeah, you may have stopped drinking and using drugs, but beware of the underlying causes, which is food and pussy. Right. Oh, pussy's worse, man. Pussy will fuck you up. Pussy's bad. Man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I didn't. I, I never had a problem, but it was just I was just filling a void with it. Yeah. You know, like I was grew up an angry kid, just fucking you know, raging, put in Catholic schools. I hated it, so I just fucking destroy shit, cut right. cut you know, key cars, fucking smash windshields, do whatever. You know, just fucking be out of my mind. Didn't get laid. Got into heavy metal, so of course I didn't get laid growing up because right. chicks didn't want to fuck you if you were talking about Slayer. <laughs> You know, and then all of a sudden you start getting, you know, you start getting laid and you're like, you know, fuck it, I'll take it on all these girls, fuck them all, you yeah. know, I'm making up for it. So that's what I went through for a long time. Yeah, but you had, you weren't in a band at all? Did you play no, Western? never in a band, nothing, none of that. So you had that fucking long, beautiful hair just as a fan? Well, no, because I, I knew that got me laid because I used to have this short hair and a bad mustache and my buddies were all in bands. Right. And I see all the pussy they get. I'm like, dude, you got to get rid of that fucking mustache, it's awful. But I grew up mustache just so I can get liquor, you know, like 16, 17, 18, I looked all Older. Right, yeah. So me and my friends all grew these bad mustaches, and we'd get you know two cases of beer. We get served, but we had no chicks. So we'd sit in the woods and just drink beer by so ourselves. You didn't get chicks with that hair? No, but that was later. That right. was later. That was like twenty two, twenty three. I so grew you up. would just show up at those rock clubs and the fucking metal metal fucking shows. Looking like uh, just a metalhead and just bang broads. Yeah, well, especially in Jersey because Jersey was like te- like five years behind. So, you know, like the Bon Jovi phase, you know, like mid-80s was just ridiculous. I worked in a rock club as a DJ in a metal club. So right. I got, you know, got, and the girls didn't even care. Girls were like guys back then in like the 80s, those right. fucking metal chicks. They fucked you one night and the next night they would avoid you right. and go sleep with some other guy. Just like a guy. So it was perfect. You didn't have to make an excuse. You didn't go, hey, well, how come you didn't call me? None of that shit. They were like guys. My favorite. So- my favorite fucking chick on the planet is that type of Jersey chick. And there's still, I know they, that that era is gone, but those right. chicks are still around. You know what I mean? That yeah. They got like that big nose, the sexy big nose <laughs> yeah. and the high, a little fucking, you know, highlight in their hair and some weird tattoos. And, you know, they wear the fucking, t- oh, that, that Jersey rock and roll just dirty Jersey girl. They stripped a couple times, you know, yeah, maybe for a year or maybe for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. They're one still of my around. favorite girls. If I had a choice of a woman I could fucking right. fuck, it would be a chick from Jersey. Honest to God. And I know people say fucking fucking Jersey. No, hot fucking slamming bodies. They all have. I like a chick with a little goofy face. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like that perfect right. California <laughs> fucking Barbie doll bush. Little, you know, maybe a little snaggle tooth or. You know what I mean? Yeah. A crooked smile, a little big nose, or eyes are a little too close together. Just, but that body's fucking sm- just a naturally smoking body with some nice titties, and they oh, and they fuck. They like to fuck. They'll suck your dick in a car. They'll fuck <laughs> you in a fucking vestibule. You know what I mean? Just Absolutely. That, you know, like that, like you were saying, that guy mentality. Yeah, they totally have that guy mentality. Yeah, they did fuck. that for a long time, and the grunge ruined it when fucking Nirvana came around, and all that music went away, and all those chicks went away. Yeah. Then they all went and got fucking married, and yeah. then I cut my hair, and then I couldn't get laid again. 
then all of a sudden, because you know, when then chicks like that worked in banks or like mortgage brokers, you know, would be yeah. be into your look, and then it would take you like a month to get in their pants. I'm like, fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, comedy, though, you must got a pussy with comedy, it, right? it, it took a while, though. You know, in the beginning I did, but then when I cut it, it, it you know, it didn't. Because if you suck at comedy, it's not, you're not going to get pussy unless you're playing. Like, I started, like, the middle of Pennsylvania and Jersey playing, right. like, rock bars and shit like that. Like, C and D room, so I would get pussy there. Like, Voss and, and Bob Levy took me on the road when I was younger because I had long hair and chicks would just talk to me after the show. Right. Those guys were already headlining. And Voss like, did you see his set? He'd come over. I had, like, five chicks around That's me. Funny. I had ten minutes. I'd bomb. Voss would be up there destroying for an hour. Yeah. So he would just get the leftovers, Voss. Go, Did you see his set? And they'd be like, yeah, we saw your teeth, too. Beat <laughs> yeah. it. Well, Fuck Voss it. had that mullet. Voss had oh. the freaking the curly hair with the mullet. Yeah. And he used to wear those fucking bad weightlifting pants. The yeah. Fucking, yeah. And a tank top. And a tank top. And his fucking teeth. <laughs> yeah, and he had the, the bad oh. tan. Yeah. So he wasn't that fucking good looking either. But those guys always took me out on the road, <laughs> so I did get pussy doing that. Well, pussy, I mean, I used to get... I, I did comedy... Kind of not at the beginning. I did comedy because I wanted to do it. But then once I started getting gigs, and uh, I, I mean, I did it for the pussy, man. I used to do shows and get, I get fucked all the time. I used to, it really fucked me up. It set my comedy back five years. That's what I wanted to ask because I think, I mean, you're at a, an amazing place in comedy right now, but it took a long time. And same with me. I'm, I'm in a pretty good place. But do you think it held you back? Do you think you could have been further along in your career? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, when you're going down to the clubs in the city and or wherever on the road and you're going up to kill, uh, you're doing that same kill hour that you do and, you're, you know, you're doing it to fucking get pussy, get some, you looking out in the crowd and you're delivering punchlines and throwing a wink and waiting around outside for those fucking accolades. You care more about the accolades and the fucking attention and, you know, filling the void with uh, some some broad who thinks you're fucking amazing, which can go on and on and on. It's like a time machine. All of a sudden, years have gone by, and you just went from chick after chick, show after show, and you you haven't done shit in your act. You, you don't know how to bomb. You don't know how to take a hot one. You don't know how to write a fucking joke. You know how to do that hour. That's what happened to a lot of comics in Boston. Is you know you back in the day they just got an hour and that's what you did for the rest of your fucking life. Right. You can't do that anymore. No. You know, you get guys out there set the new curve. Where you gotta fucking constantly evolve, and like Carlin, and fucking, you know, you constantly gotta write new shit and come up with it, and you know, Louis C.K. and you know, even Norton. Norton's yep. a fucking crazy writer. It's a machine, yeah. Um, but yeah, but then I got deep into, uh, I got into fucking prostitutes. And but but now, do you think that? Because my whole thing, and I'm sure when you were caught up in the whole moment of it, is like, look, it's a Wednesday night. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. What else am I going to do after the show? I might as well get a pussy. I don't have a show till tomorrow night. Like, that was my whole theory. Like, who, who cares? Yeah, you know what the alt comic was doing? He was fucking going back, listening to his set, and trying to figure out how he could make that joke better, uh, writing another joke. And then watching The Daily Show and trimming his fucking beard that doesn't connect. And then, you know what I mean? And then promoting his next gig on fucking whatever fucking Facebook was back then. You know what I mean? Well, that, see, that, that's my whole theory with, with Dane Cook. And I know you're friends with him. Mm -hmm. And I know Dane a little. But I always defend him because people fucking rip him apart. All these comics are jealous of him or whatever, you know. And it's just like, and my whole theory with him is like, you know what? That guy wasn't chasing pussy after the show. Instead, he was going back to his hotel room. He was making his mailing list. He was doing his MySpace, his Facebook whatever it was the guy was doing the work he wasn't out fucking just, just sitting at the bar nah, drinking beers and just bitching wrong. And you're just, absolutely wrong 
I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely. He was definitely getting a lot of pussy. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, he was he was spending his days. Okay, his doing, days. Yeah, but he never drank or anything like that. But he was he. But, yeah. I, but my thing is like he wasn't the miserable comic that yeah. after the show went to the bar and just sit there and bitched about other comics all night right. and just said fuck this guy, I'm fucking better. Yeah, well that guy's fucking doing his work. Well, he probably did that. I think all comics do that in your own head, where you're like, I'm fucking, I can be better than that. But he, he didn't say it out loud right. to somebody else. He just. You know, look, I know he, he came up with a plan and did the work. Right. And went home and, you know, started collecting people and keeping in touch with them and writing them back and doing, you know, at the beginning of social networking, really got into social networking. I remember he would sit on the, uh, he would tell people, I am me. Just, he, he built a lot of his fans through I am, Instant Messenger, where he would go on. One, I remember he used to do it. And then a couple of years went by and he goes, dude, watch this. And he turned his IM on, right? And within probably twenty seconds, thousands of instant messages covered the screen. Holy bing, shit! Bing, 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 because he was talking to all these people, right. saying hi. I remember he'd sit there and he'd be like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? Send me a picture." Yeah, blah blah. And he would send people, uh, you know. And I, I, I could, I tried doing it, right? Know, but only three people fucking came. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a fucking self-esteem. But I think too is that. A guy like him, that only comes along, you know, you can't recreate what he did. You think you're going to get a Facebook page and, a, and a, a Twitter account and get these people. You're not. You're not. It, it, there's something about him that people stuck. Right. There's something about Russell Peters that people stuck. There's something about Lisa Lampanelli that people stick. You don't know what that is or when it's going to happen to you because it could happen to you tomorrow. Um but when it happens, these people capitalize on it. Right. They know how to capitalize on it. But, you know, the average asshole is not going to get a Facebook page and just spend all fucking day working on Facebook and then have all these fans. Yeah, that's it, true. It's, it's, it, it, those people, Dane is like a specific, very once-in-a-while thing that happens. Right. So, you know, I, dude, I did, a sh I did the tour with him last year, over a million people. I should have a million people on my fucking Twitter. Right. I don't. <laughs> There's some, I killed every show. Yeah, right, right. I fucking didn't have a bad... I mean, the place would go... 18,000 people, 20,000 people going nuts. Never had a bad show. Uh, but I, there's something... That was his fans. Right. So, you know, I got some of them. Yeah. But still, they're like, oh, we saw you with Dane Cook. We didn't know... You. They don't know me. Right. So it's going to have to be whatever my thing is, you know, or whatever your thing is. That when you pop on TV, like your show, you're building your fan base up now. So the next thing you do that pops, you're going to have that group of people and then all these other fucking people. Right, right, right. So, all right. So you don't, so, I mean, but it did hold you back, your addictions with the sex yeah. and the prostitutes. It yeah. definitely held me back, too, because I wasn't working. Like I said, I just had my killer set and it. Oh, that's, I did that on stage, and I didn't care about anything else. Once I was done, I didn't care about my comedy. Yeah. I didn't tape them. I, you know, I wrote here and there. But, yeah, until I really started getting my shit together, which is probably like eight, nine years ago, which, you know, I remember I was like, man, I got to go to fucking therapy. I got to find some shit out in my late 30s. And I remember talking to you, and you yeah. said, dude, I got this guy for you. When you're ready, yeah. go. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. You gave me this therapist number, this guy Alan in New York, and yeah. I've been going to him ever since, and the guy basically changed my life. He did me, too. I, I, I went to a guy before him, uh, an analyst, bow tie. Right. He used to have two fucking... Uh, dogs, these crazy fucking lion-looking dogs that would literally growl and bark at me the whole fucking time. And he'd always complain about money. 
he'd always bring up money that I'm not paying him his full thing. Right. And uh, I finally was like, fuck you. And then somebody, another comic, told me about Alan. And ever since then, fucking guy changed my life. I mean, he, I believe that, you know, you need somebody, as especially crazy fucking comics, with all our fucking dirty secrets right. and resentment and all the fucked up shit. You need somewhere to go, neutral, where you can be 100% honest with another human being and it's not going to fuck up your life. You can't tell your chick your deepest, darkest no. thoughts. You can't tell me or your other friends really the fucked up shit because it just, you can't. You can go to Alan and tell him and he'll fucking listen. And you can kind of work through it and figure out where it comes from and why you do what you do. And you know, it's not going to fuck up your life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my whole big thing was, I mean, when people suggested it to me, my whole thing was, if you don't know anything about therapy, I'm like, I'm not going to go to therapy because I'm going to lose my anger. And that's where I get my material from. That was my whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so fucking stupid <laughs> now. But I go, I'm not going to lose my anger. And they're like, you're not going to lose your anger <laughs> at all. And I, even when I went to, so, I'm like, I don't want to lose my, because that's where my material comes from. I get angry and I write <laughs> yeah. and then I bring it on stage and it's a fucking great piece. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to lose, I don't want to be a nice guy. <laughs> oh, that doesn't bother me. He's like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And it took me a while to actually understand that. I went for a couple months. I'm like, ah, I'm this is, and I took a year off, and then I went back, and I've been back ever since. Now, I walked in the first day. I go, listen, you're not making me into a fag. <laughs> he, he goes, you already are. You're, you're here. Real men don't need therapy. That's, that's what he right. said to me. He goes, sit down. So I was like, all right, you fucking cocksucker. I get it. But yeah, I mean, I was the same thing, dude. I don't want to lose my edge. Right. My edge is what makes me funny. The, you know, I always thought that, you know, banging chicks and prostitutes, being a creep and having all these, and then being totally honest about it was my fucking edge. Yeah. And it wasn't. You know, there's a fucking whole other level of fucking intelligence that you got to tap into and evolve uh, that makes you fucking great. That makes you a great comic. Because when you start talking about shit that nobody else is talking about and your, your, your anger is coming up, but you probably have other f shit that comes up in your act now too. Yeah. About your kid and being married where it's not fucking my wife's, you know... It's like, I like being married. I have a kid and fucking, you, it's different shit comes up in your life now. And you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't have a kid. You wouldn't be married. You wouldn't be, yeah. if you were still fucked up and angry and pissed off and doing all that bullshit, you know? No, it was amazing, man. They get, you know, because everything he said in the beginning, you're like, whatever, please. And then all of a sudden you, you're like, holy shit, I get it. I was always like, man, this is all I want. I just want to be fucking left alone. Yeah. And I, and I love sex. He goes, well, just get a prostitute then. Just get a prostitute <laughs> for an hour and then you don't have to come here anymore. <laughs> if you just want to be left alone and fuck. I go, you know what? That makes sense, but I'm not in the prostitutes. He goes, that's fucking stupid. And then I would go, you know what? I just want to be in an apartment in New York City by myself. He goes, yeah, you wait till you're by yourself in that apartment. You're going to be miserable. That's when everything's going to come to the front. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I go, no, I'm going to be sitting there. I'm like, this is the fucking greatest. I could do whatever I want. He goes, all right, fine. Have that apartment. You watch what happens. And then three year, cut to three years later, I got a place in the Jersey Shore, like right on the beach yeah. for the summer. I said, I want, I'm there on a Tuesday night, like, June, like the middle of June. I'm like... This sucks. <laughs> I'm like, who do I call? My 21-year-old nephew's like, let's go drink fucking beers out of a, you know, draft beers. It's fucking all you can drink from 8 to 10. I'm like, I'm going to hang out with a bunch of 21-year-olds? I'm like, this blows. And then I knew I had to get my shit together. He was fucking right, that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, he fucking, dude, I had my life fall apart, dude. I have everything fall apart. I got caught with everything. And I, you know, I had a decision. It's like, you know, the girl that's my wife now is like, look, if you're going to get your shit together... I'll, I'll help you. If you're not, I'm out. 
And uh, I had I remember I talked to Colin, and he was like, uh, "Well, you can fucking, you can, uh, you can either say fuck it." Because all my friends were like, dude, you're a douchebag, you're a dog. Right. That's who you are. Yeah. That's the guy thing. Yeah. That, that's who we are. That's what you are, dude. That, you're never going to change. You're never going to fuck. And they, and, but it, it makes sense when people tell you that. It do- totally does. You're like, yeah, maybe I am a guy. That's what yeah, guys yeah, do. Yeah, that's what guys do. I don't love the, the girls. Fuck, I just fuck them. It's, yeah. not, it's not an emotional thing. Yeah, it's a rock and roll fucking lifestyle. Yeah. And, and then Colin Quinn was the only guy that said, uh, if you try... In eight months, if it doesn't work out and you are that piece of shit, truly, you can just walk away. But if you don't, you're going to regret it for the rest of your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, he knows that firsthand. Right. So I was like, that, that made the fucking sense to me. And it's funny because I, when I started going to therapy and I started trying to get my shit together and not bang hookers and not do all the fucked up deviant shit and try to stay committed to somebody and work through my bullshit, I got so much shit. You know, from the fucking single dude. Now yeah. they all got girlfriends. They're fucking all, you know, getting married, having kids. They're trying to go, they're going to therapy. Fuck you. And imagine <laughs> if I listened to them like I did my shit friends my whole life. Yeah. I would have been fucking, in, it's just like when I went to juvie hall and those cocksuckers ratted me out for the quarters and the gumballs. Right. You know, I fucking cunt. Thank God I listened to him. I, I would have been a fucking piece of shit. I would have been alone right now. Yeah. I would have been alone in New York at my apartment. Uh, right in Hell's Kitchen with fucking duplex, beautiful apartment, banging awesome hot chicks from Jersey in my shower that fits four people with five shower heads and a TV and a bench, getting my nuts sucked, fucking asshole eaten by two chicks. What the fuck did I, I should, what the fuck did I do? I should fucking dump my wife tonight. I, I know. We should that, just sounds, go, that sounds we should, pretty good. <laughs> I know, we should, we should, I should dump my wife, you dump yours. <laughs> Tell them they can move in together. We'll take my pad in <laughs> right. the city and we'll fuck. Dude, that's all you needed was me. You just needed me. I, uh, I got I, the pad uh, in the city. We'll be roommates and we'll just fucking bang broads. Just like just when uh, the therapist would make it sense. Now you make more sense. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but you know what? It is a fucking lonely. Dude, I, it is, man. You know what? And you look at it like, all right, this is the bottom line. As a guy thing, like you want to feel, even though you're not like this, fuck, fuck this. Did you put up Hall of Fame numbers? Yes. Then there you go. Yes. When you know when a guy gets to the end of his career, he's got to move on. The baseball players can't play forever. You move on to something else. You're in the Hall. Yeah, I've done it. I've you're done in the Hall of Fame. I've done it all. You could be a first balloter. I am first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm first ballot in you this got country lot, and and another country because you got a lot of pussy before you were famous too. I got a lot. So that 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 means a lot when you really had to work for it. You yeah. know, and you weren't on TV, so you got a, that, those are unbelievable numbers. Yeah. You know, so I got a lot of box way before uh, before comedy, and then when I got comedy, you know, I used to be art. That was my thing. I used to draw and paint broads and get them in my studio. And oh, really? you know, I had a book of all like like it'd be a half a tit because by the time I drew the you know drawing the tit, and then I'd go over and my dick would be in their mouth, and that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of different tits. That's right. all I had. Um, yeah, I definitely put up. A, I mean, look, you always look back. And you, know, you got a kid now. I'm trying to have a kid, you know. And there's going to be a point of no return, where you're not going to be able. It's right now. Me and you could, if we wanted to, go out tonight and fuck some bitches. Right. Fuck them good. Uh, but there's going to. We're getting to the point of no return, where it's we're not going to be able to do that. We're not going to be able to go out and just pick up a chick, a young hot broad from Jersey or wherever the fuck she is. You know, we're going to be that guy. Yeah. You know. We're going to have to pay for it if we do want it. We're going to be that guy. Unless we're fucking, you know, gazillionaires and then we'll fuck whoever we want. But, you know, that's a little scary to me. 
you know, when you become, you know, that's it. There's no, right now there's a little, you know, there's always that fantasy. Right. There's always, you know, like I had a, you know, waitress uh, last week was like, you know, like I thought I had a dream last night that I was riding, riding you and fucking the shit out of you. You know, my knees were shaking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, six years ago, seven years ago, I'm in. She's sucking my dick in between shows. Yeah. She's, I'm, I would have took my dick out and I would, I really, I had my head, literally I had, I, I would have took my dick out and be like, is that the cock you want? Is that what you saw my cock? <laughs> is that the way you, and I know I've done it. Yeah. I was shaking. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> what else? Were there any unicorns in that dream, honey? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Shaking, shaking. And, yeah. And then you go back to the hotel and go, nope, that's her. I'm, no, I can't. I yeah, can't. That, that's the harder part. You go back to the hotel, you're eating a fucking cheese plate or some Caesar salad with dressing <laughs> I, on the side. I know. Fucking, because your wife only eat fucking carbs or fucking fattening <laughs> dressing and you get to call her and she's like you know she's watching fucking uh mob wives right and you're bothering her hey what's up honey hey what's up can i call you back after the oh, you really i could have got my balls lit. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't do what i do because uh, I remember when Colin Quinn said he got sober at a young age, maybe yeah. early 20s. He was on MTV, remote control no. at the time, doing all the spring break stuff. Yeah. He said he'd be in the friggin' elevator. There'd be a huge party in the friggin' suite up there. And he goes, I'm just going to stop my room. And he goes, and I'd go in the room and I'd sit on my hands and just cry. Wow, he goes, I knew I couldn't go up there. I knew I'd be fucked if I went up there. I couldn't imagine. Thank God I was five years sober before I hit the comedy scene. If I, if I got sober and then hit the comedy scene... I did five solid years of AA. Right. I mean, the same meetings for five years. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday night, Thursday night. Same fucking meetings for five years. Thank God I did that because once the comedy thing happened, I would have been. Fu- I would have never made it. Yeah. Yeah, this business is uh, so much evil shit. I mean, you know, the drinks are free, the fucking drugs are free, and the pussies are free. I know. Every town you go to, to hey, the club's got a table waiting for you. You want to go to the strip club, whatever you need. You need this. Just tell me what you need. You know, especially working in a fucking comedy club. The staff's always got whatever you need. But it must be hard for you, though, because I have, a you know, a reputation. You know, people know... That I don't drink. People, I'm, I talk about being married in my act with the chick, blah, right. blah, blah. But, you, dude, you're a fucking metal guy. You're a rock and roll guy. You do a show that's fucking, you know, about metal and rock and roll. That's kind of the lifestyle. So when chicks, I mean, you go to these shows, you go to concerts, you're around these people that, it, you know, it's still rock and roll is rock and roll, dude. It must be hard for you to... Go it's there. N- it's not really because the shit we do is more like classic metal, like Metallica and stuff like that. Yeah. And even new. So the the audience is like 40-year-old males. Is Metallica classic now? Pretty much like classic metal. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, they've been around for 25 years now. Wow. Or more than that. What I'm talking about, 82, 83. Jesus. So all of that stuff. I went on tour with these metal bands. Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax opened up like 13,000 you know, arenas. And it was 98% guys at the crowd. Did so, you do comedy? Yeah. How the fuck did you do Dude, comedy? It was in, in front of fucking Slayer, which is the the fucking heaviest band of it. was insane. Did you bomb? I some of the shows I did, but I pulled it off. I had to do three five minute sets between each band. Why would you even accept that? I fuck? had I had to fucking do it because bands don't even want to go on before Slayer. That's how fucking insane this crowd is. Dude. You know, moshing and fucking animals. I mean, some of them knew me from the metal show, but I just had to do it as a challenge. I said I got to fucking do this. Dude, that makes my fu- honest to god, that makes my heart. I, I had to. I needed a chance. I needed to. I said, you know what? I'm fucking. I'm. I'm too. My. It's too safe for me right now. I gotta fucking. I gotta do something. 
I don't know, why don't you do a black room? Why the fuck? I, I've done a million black rooms. <laughs> why would you fucking do? That's crazy. I know. Let me I tell you to, something. Man. Outside, afternoon, after a band, the fucking three no's of comedy. I know. And you did, you did two, probably three of them, all the fucking time. Yeah, I did it every for a month. I don't know, but how do you go out? What do you say? What's well, the- you know, I was the Jägermeister host and MC, so okay, I had to do five. So I, that took up two minutes of my set, announcements. And right. then th- three minutes of comedy, boom, 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 100 miles an hour, the fucking filthiest, disgusting joke. Did they laugh? You, you know, yeah, get most of them, yeah. But then they would get really restless. But a third time I was out, like, enough of you. And I, my third set, I couldn't even do it on the main stage because the band Slayer, the headliner band, had a cu- curtain covering the whole stage for this show. So yeah. I had to do it at the soundboard in the middle of the arena, in the middle, you know, so you had to go through on the, the crowd. Car. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a spotlight hits me like two minutes before the band's going on. They're all looking at the stage. Uh, and I go, hey, how you guys doing? I'm over here. And they're like, uh, they all have to turn around. Oh, man. That stresses <laughs> me out, bro. I, I, that fucking stresses me out thinking about that. And how many shows? Uh, 25 shows. Dude, I don't know what the fuck. What was 25 you, shows. Was it good money? Yeah, it was good money. And, you know, I was on a fucking tour bus for a month. With the band? I never did. I actually, yeah. I was, well, I wasn't with the band. I was with, like, Jägermeister people. But That's still. Fine. It was fucking fun. great, though. I, I loved it. Did you get to know the band? Were yeah, cool? absolutely. Hung out Everybody with the bands. Everybody thought you were cool? Yeah, it was great. What but, was the uh, worst night? Um, the second night, San Antonio, all a fucking Mexican, metal Mexican, fucking all Mexicans that are in the metal. Right. And they're fucking super angry. And they don't even understand what I'm saying. And the fucking just, when I got to the third set at the uh, arena, 13,000 people, just beers are fucking flying. Fl- missiles coming at me. What did you do? And I'm like, hold, I'm just fucking dodging them. I'm, did you I, keep going? I kept going. Because I had to do my set. Because it was only my second show. I didn't want to get thrown off the tour. See, fucking so beers, comics are so, we're slaves. I know, I'm telling we're you. fucking slave mentality, man. And and beers are fucking landing on the soundboard. They're fucking splashing all over. They didn't know that was going to happen. So they're freaking out. Like the soundboard's going to short out. Yeah. So the next night, they got the whole thing fucking, they put tarps oh. over like two minutes before. They're fucking running. Like Everybody you're, get you're out doing of the way. Like you're fucking Gallagher. Yeah, get out of the way. He's going up there. And then I got to stand out there by myself. But then I bring like Jaeger chicks up just to give me some eye candy. Right. So maybe they could focus on them for a second. How did you make it out of the crowd after that? Because the lights would go right down as soon as I introduced Slayer and I would yeah. just fucking sneak sneak out right out the side. They, they just, didn't want to kill me. Right. You know, most people knew me, but, you know, definitely there was some that just said, get the fuck off. When people, ha- when you got, you've done with Dame, when people probably didn't heckle mm-hmm. you, but when you got 13,000 people and a few people heckling, you don't even acknowledge mm-hmm. them. His crowds were the fucking most polite, best, not one fucking nothing. Not one in between a joke. Where's Dame? Bring 15, Dana. no. Not How much time did you have to do? I did 25 minutes. Wow. Not one night of maybe the occasional hot broad that just came to see Dane right. on her Blackberry right. in the front row during my set, something like that. That's but fine. Never. I mean, I know you. I mean, I did, I did the um, ONA shows. So I know, I, I know the fear of that. Yeah. But the, I mean, that's, they're coming to see comedy. Dude, you're going up. I, I I would have said no to that gig. <laughs> I mean, if they went, hey, you're gonna no, I and no, it would have came out of my mouth like that. No matter what the money was, no matter how, if it was twenty five thousand dollars a show, I would do it. 
Anything under that, I would say no. It wasn't even close to that. But, and originally they go, we want them to go up there and tell like heavy metal stories. I go, I cannot, you tell, you stories? You're gonna, I'm going to tell stories in front of a crowd. I go, no. I go, I'm just going to do my comedy, whatever I pick out, and that's it. I'm not telling stories. That they I was don't old. get it. They, don't, yeah. no one they gets let them just sit on a stool and tell stories. Sit on a stool. Sit on a stool. Fucking metal Bill Cosby from Jersey. <laughs> I know. Fucking assholes. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's fucking crazy, man. What was the best show you had? Um... Uh, probably like LA or something like that, like 8,000 people at Universal. They, yeah, where they know you. They were fucking, um, it was unbelievable. A lot of the shows were really good. Right. Uh, uh, at Green Bay, I uh, played in Milwaukee, actually, and I just made a fun of Brett Favre for fucking 10 minutes. Right. The place went fucking ballistic. Hilarious on Twitter, by the way. Oh, thanks. I, you do, yeah, you're fucking, oh, Favre. Oh, you're really smashing. Fucking, that guy is the worst, is the biggest piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest piece of shit. Why don't you like Brett Favre? He's just an ass. He's a <laughs> fucking spoiled baby. He doesn't come out of the coach says come out of a game. He goes, no, I'm staying in. Who fucking does that? Who wouldn't get shit for that? Anybody, any other athlete? That, he goes, no, I'm staying in. They're, da they're down like 20 to 3. I'm staying in. Yeah, that's real good for the team, you motherfucker. Yeah, I don't want to show off for practice. I just want to show off for the games. Everybody else is sweating their fucking balls off. He just wants to show off for the game. Fuck you. you and then he's rusty for three weeks, and the team's all went three. What do you think about what he did with the chick? No, I, fucking, I respect him for yeah, that. He respect but him. I would never, I would never send my cock that small. What a fucking rookie move! I know. What he, a rookie move! It's always you got to take it from up top, get it half full where it's bendable. Yeah. But it can pop back to shape, <laughs> and you got to get that angle, stretch it out so it's a nice, and it's like that optical illusion where you, the tip looks a little. Where it's like fucking wow, like an Escher drawing. You know, the <laughs> stairs are going up and down. Exactly, know? yeah, and it's hanging. It's, yeah. you, you, you do 50 shots before you get the right one. Yeah. That's the one you send. Yeah, you got to take a couple sides. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, you know, when I take photos, I'm a, I always do the fat. You know, the photos always got to be up and down so my fucking fat chin isn't in it. Right. Yeah, but <laughs> your, your cock is the same thing, man. And you got to take it too because you can't, you don't want to get any distinguishing marks. You want to make it so that can be. Just anybody's cock. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to fucking, you don't want to have like your freckle or some noticeable thing in there. Well, meanwhile, he had his, he had his Crocs on. You could see him. He used to always wear Crocs oh. to practice so everybody knew. Oh, what a fucking. He's in a hotel room. You could see he's like in a hotel room with his fucking Crocs on laying in a bed. Oh. And then someone tried to blame it on his team and I'm like, yeah, how many fucking white guys are on a team? And if they do, they're not going to send a picture out that fucking small. Yeah, that's a fucking, I feel bad though because. You know, and when you get this technology, everybody has a fucking phone in their pocket with email. I mean, it, I don't care who you are. You know the Obama's taking a picture of his cock with his Blackberry. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? You know he's done it. We've well, all fucking... Well, I'm just glad I'm out of that scene. I'm probably, you are, I always think about that, that yeah. I'm not... Because, I mean, fucking 10 years ago when we were insane, 7 years ago, fucking emails, whatever this and that, all that shit would come out. Uh, I you never know. took a fucking photo with my face in it. I was always a fucking professional, even when technology came out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's I, true. Yeah. I, I, I never, ever took my face. Ever. But, I mean, let, let's, let's, I got bagged with some fucking shit. I mean, you know, right. I kept all my shit like a serial killer. You know, I kept every fucking tit pick, pussy pick, or, you know, I used to get the shit on the internet, and it was, it was like a fucking, you know, little mementos from... Yeah, you got to get rid of that stuff. You got to dump it. And yeah, we're both out of it now, which is, it's almost a relief though, man. It's almost like you still have the fantasies. You still want to fucking, I still, dude, even today, I was in the shower. And, you know, we're trying to have a baby, so we're going to have sex tonight. 
but I got the you know I have the shower massage and I and I put it under my balls <laughs> and it feels like somebody like tickling sucking right. my asshole and it's like the Asian massage places I used to go to and yeah and I'll dude fucking immediately just a rod right and I'm like oh and I'm about to just fucking jerk my kid off into the drain <laughs> you know what I mean? and it's like uh, I'll stop you gotta save it for the night stop and then go but that's in my head now yeah. and I'm gonna fuck my wife and think about that instead of fucking opening my eyes and making love and you know all that fuck it's still the the, the, the aftermath is still I'm still cleaning up yeah I'm still yeah. cleaning up after the nuclear bombs right I'm still right yeah, building just, my houses and, yeah it took like Chernobyl it took like fucking 12 years before they can move back there yeah you just had to bury it in cement yeah. and then try to fucking <laughs> deal with it yeah but, well, look, man, that's the, you know, you get to the point where you got to do that shit. It's either you're, you're, you're going to be fucked for life or you make a change. I remember when I was, when we were those guys, when you'd make fun of the guy that fucking settled down. I remember Pete Corielli, yeah. great comic friend. Well, he, he got married years ago, yeah. and I always go, Pete, how's the marriage? That's great. Yeah. No, come on, really? Because I'm waiting for him to say it sucks, and I'm, the, and I'm like, well, no. That's, that's usually when they take a sip of a Heineken and a puff of a joint. It's yeah. It's great. <laughs> And, and that, but one time he goes, all right, you know what? I know what you want. You want me to tell you it sucks. It sucks. I fucking hate my wife. I right. know that's what you want to hear. Yeah. But I did it. And then I, w- but I would talk to guys in bands. This guy, Rudy Sars, who used to play with Ozzy, White Snake, Quiet Riot, whatever. Guy's been married for fucking 35 years to the same woman. You know, he got married at like 23 before he was all those big bands. And I go, dude, how do you do it? And then he goes, I just wouldn't do that to my wife. Yeah, he goes. It's so, and it's, it, it was so simple. He goes, I wouldn't want her to do that. I'd feel heartbroken if she did it to me. So I just wouldn't do that to her. Well, it's when you actually put the chick that you really do like. She becomes a really good friend or an important person in yeah. your life. When that happens, like I would never fuck you over. If you were dating a chick and she tried to fuck me, I'd be like, dude, your chick tried to fuck me. Yeah, you that guy code. It's like when you actually start treating your chick like one of your friends or one of your family members, and you have you. Oh, you you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right. You don't want to do that to somebody you give a shit about. Yeah. Somebody you care about. It's like you know, uh, you know. I love I, I love my wife, dude. I, I fucking it, it makes me sick. Right. It really does. <laughs> I say that in my act. You know, I love my it wife so sick. much. I want to punch her in the face because <laughs> I never wanted to be that guy. Right. But I fucking I love hanging with her. I love being with her. I, I I'd spend time with my wife. If I hit if I hit it big and I made forty million tomorrow, dude. I'd be gone. I'd be me and my wife, and we'd travel the fuck. I could do it. Right. You know what I mean? I don't need to fucking, you know, all those other fantasies of having a harem of bitches, you know, in different outfits and fucking licking each part of my asshole, you know. Uh, those, it's all fucking dead now, you know? Do you think because you went through all of that that you, that's why you're at this point with your wife? Well, I think that... What if you only had like four or five chicks over, you know, 20 years? Just say, yeah, you had a girlfriend here and I wouldn't be fucked up. I don't think I'd be fucked up sexually. I don't think sex would be a drug for me. If I only had three or four f- chicks, right. I think I'd probably be, it wouldn't be uh, an addictive, addiction, addiction to me. It wouldn't be an option. It wouldn't be a, a hole filler. Um, I think I would be better off if I didn't do that. But because I've been banging, I mean, the first sexual experience I had was in first grade. Shit. Um, you know, uh, and then, you know, I fucked for the first time at 10. Right. Um, and then, you know, from 10 to... 15, I banged a fucking ton of chicks when I was drinking, and then I gave it up for a year and a half, and then once I got my shit together in sobriety, I started fucking the shit out of bitches for years, and then comedy, and it just was fucked up, so, yeah, it's, I think I'd be better off. Right. Yeah, I think because it's not an option to, you know, 
It's like, you know, uh, they probably wanted food or something like that. So what do you think? All right, say you have a son. Mm-hmm. Cut to 12, 13 years later. Yeah. What do you tell him? What does he do? What if he's doing the same shit you did? <sighs> shit, I don't know, dude. What if he didn't break that cycle? What if he's, you know? Um, the best thing, I mean, look, you can't control that shit. You do the best you can. You try to be the best parent you can. Like, I have two dogs. The right. first dog, a little scattered because I was a little fucked up. I didn't know how to own a dog. I'd yell and fucking smack him at the newspaper. Right. And he's a little skittish. The second dog, I treated a little better. She's got a cool personality. <laughs> right. She's kind of just, you know, does her thing. She doesn't shake when it thunders out. You know right. what I mean? So, I mean, maybe you have to have two. The first one to kind of fuck, fuck up on. Right. And then the second <laughs> one to make right. I right. hope the first one fucking dies of some mysterious disease, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I, dude, I, I want a fucking kid. I don't know what's gonna happen. I hope I broke the chains that you know. I'm not gonna fucking abuse it. I'm not gonna yell at it. I'm not gonna fucking treat it like a piece of shit. I'm gonna, you know, you know, your your kid's gonna be awesome because you're gonna let it do what it wants to do. Right. It's not, you know, it's a different world we live in now. You know what I mean? It's what not, if he's like, to say he's like, what if he's like in a major porn at like 13, you find it on his computer or something like that? Like, what do you do? Because you know, I'm just gonna, you went down that road and he's already fucking and all that other stuff. Like, I don't know. See, I don't know what I'm going to do either because what am I going to say? You're gonna go I did it. that shit. Not that, er, not that young, but I did all of that stuff. You're going to do, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, what does her mom look like? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to sit the kid down, but I'm not going to get mad at him. Like, I got, you know, yelled at and the shit beat out of me and God's going to fucking punish you. I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm going to be like, look, man, you're looking at porn. This shit's going to take you down a bad road. I've fucking been there. I almost lost your money to this shit. So, right. you know, if you're going to do what you're going to do. You might not listen to me, but I'm your fucking dad. If I catch you in this house doing it, I take your computer away. I'm going to take the internet away. You can, that's all you yeah. pretty much can do is that type of shit, but... I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna fuck with his self esteem, or his, you know, who he is. Or make him feel guilty, like all that other shit. Like, nah, if you're gonna be a fucking dirtball, yeah. what, what are you gonna do? I mean, go be a dirtball. I mean, you start fucking with kids' self esteem. If they know they can come back to you and tell you whatever the fuck they need to tell you, I think that they'll evolve. Absolutely. Into like cool human beings. That's like with kids in New York City that grew up in Manhattan seem to be cooler than other kids. Mm-hmm. You know, that outside of the city. Yeah. They just, they, because they have so much shit around them that they're exposed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's true. I'd rather them do that instead of going, you know what? Because this is what I did. Well, fuck you. You're going to put me in Catholic schools? I'm going to go out and fuck. I'm not going to, you know, I'll do everything against the Catholic. I'll do whatever and just rebel. Patrice says that. He goes, the dirtiest girls are doctors and lawyers. The girls that fucking just studied, 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 didn't fuck. The nice girl. And then, then when they hit their 30s, they just fucking take it in the ass and sucking <laughs> off two guys at the Hard Rock in fucking Las Vegas. You know, I mean, yeah. those are the dirtiest girls. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you can't fucking control it. But, I mean, I did. we did it all, dude. I fucking jerked off so much. I fucking porn and bitches. I mean, what am I going to say? What ground do I have to, I did that and right. it was fun, dude. A lot of that shit was fun, yeah, dude. Yeah, it definitely was. I had, if I look back on my life... was fucking amazing. Sexual, holy shit, man. That was fun. 2%, maybe 5 Right, yeah. Was fucked up. Oh, shit. I got warts. I got crabs. Maybe got a chick pregnant. Right. Killed a bitch. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. But most of the shit we did was fucking incredible. Yeah. So... 
are you going to say to your kid? Don't enjoy yourself as much as I did? You know? That's true. And it's all going to be out there for our kids anyway. So yeah, anything we ever said, well, you know, they'll look, Dad, I listened uh, to this thing from from 2005. Uh, you were talking to Jim Norton on this thing, and uh, you were saying this. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Dad, you blew a guy for a steak? <laughs> Well, son, sometimes, uh, back then, there wasn't that much food. Yeah. You, say, you say, look at the economy, you know what I mean? We're in the wor- worst recession since fucking, you know, meanwhile, that was 20 years ago. But uh, It's going to be fucking, dude, that's the one thing that sucks with this, uh, the technology now. The, everything you say and do, especially for what we do as comics, is it's there. It's there for fucking ever. Back in the day, you did something in a movie, that was the only way shit got, that's the only way, if it caught, caught on film... It was there forever. Yeah. Now, it's every asshole has a camera. Every asshole has a recorder. Everybody's on a fucking Twitter. Technology's getting fucking crazy. We're fucked. Our kids are fucked. The shit that they're going to have... I know, it's true. ...is going to be crazy. Fucking hologram pussy. <laughs> what? Be able to jerk off in school to a fucking hologram pussy on your phone. Right. I mean, dude, imagine it. Imagine that. Imagine if we were in school and we had iPhones. We could go get, on, get porn on your iPhone Ugh. in school. You know how many times I would fucking just jerk off in school? We had to go get Playboy magazines, have a tree fort, and then bury them <laughs> in the backyard, yeah. and then fucking under leaves and a piece <laughs> yeah. of wood, and then when the parents weren't home, go run out there, get them, bring them up in the tree fort. And that's how we, that's how we got to it. Yeah, we had to jerk off with paper. <laughs> fucking paper. Paper? Yeah, magazines. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the yeah. Penny, Sears no, catalog or something like that. Playboy. Oh, yeah, that's Playboy, yeah. paper. You fucking think I'm talking about? I thought even that, but no, I, yeah, but you know, I mean, we had to literally use a. Uh, we jerked off to photos. I still, I still did that up to like six years ago. Flat images, you really? Yeah, I used to bring a penthouse in the row with me. Still, really? Yeah, I don't know for some. I was old school with them. Did you have a computer? I did, but then it was like, uh, you know, I didn't want to bring. I didn't have a. La- I had a shitty laptop, and I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll just bring the magazine, and I don't feel like lugging oh, the laptop. Dude, I fucking, I have my iPad on my belly. <laughs> on my belly, on a, I have the stand that flex stands that right. makes it so it sits on my belly. So now I'm watching fucking porn on my belly, jerking off. I don't even see my cock. Nice. Now I've hit the back of the screen a couple times. <laughs> it's so easy to fucking jerk off now. Yeah, our kids are in trouble, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus they get these fucking Japan is whipping out these robots that are coming out. You know, with the uh, 3DR skin or whatever the fuck it is. Where you're just gonna you're gonna have a robot and you can fuck its mouth ass You'll be able to fuck it you're gonna be able to fuck a robot well i, I think it's gonna be good because then they're gonna get that aggression out they're gonna get that fucking load out yeah and they're gonna be able to concentrate or do whatever go all right i'm good with that let's go have a fucking couple beers let's go watch the game because to me it was like i had to get that load out so i was fucking <laughs> frustrated i was angry yeah. and i would just go i gotta go fuck something or whatever that, my mind was just on that and i was it yeah i never got a chance to get it out when i was a kid so let fucking blow them out and then you'll be fine yeah, I mean, that's one way of looking at it, or it's going to desensitize them to where fucking, you know, you, you're just going to have to, you know, it's just going to be like, uh, what was that, Wally? Remember that fucking, that cartoon with the little robot? No. The car, this huge cartoon, robot, and in the future, we're all so fat and disgusting because there's so much technology that we just have chairs that we float around in. Uh-huh. And, and we, they feed us, every, and just TVs, everything. We just float around in chairs. Everybody's just a fat fuck. <laughs> and that's all we do is float around in chairs. That's funny. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we're done, right? Yeah, I think you got fucking dinner me. with the wife and all I that. I got to go dinner with the wife and uh, 
do some other shit. We just got some fucking slamming gifts from the show we just did. I know. We got probably, this. Yeah, it's called MLB Fan Cave. Fan Cave, yeah. We well, just did... Um, we just did a segment on it. They gave us these fucking Sony something, right? Yeah, they gave us Sony bloggies, man. And they gave us a cool hat. Sony bloggy touches, these, yeah. We can these are fucking shit. really good. I, I, I'm a tech guy. I know everything about tech. Right. These are actually fucking insane. The only, you know, the, the, it's Sony, so Sony goes with Sony, so you're going to have to, you know. You but it, and it holds like four hours worth of no, shit, too. No, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, these are crazy. They give us these cool hats. The show was cool, too, though. The guys are funny. Yeah. The segment we did was pretty funny. Absolutely. Uh, we, I, I was a little fucking nervous because you're a fucking stats guy. You know sports like. Uh, I only know baseball and football. I don't know anything else. Well, I don't it's know. a fucking baseball show. Yeah, so. I know. So I know. I'm, a I'm, I'm, I'm MMA. So I know. All right. Yeah. See, I would. I fucking feel so intimidated. I would have no idea. Yeah, I was a little intimidated. I thought. What I say, Carl Ripken? Yeah. But... Cal instead of Cal. Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> you know that. You know they're gonna use that too. Not. Nah, well, maybe not. But uh, it was actually funny. Uh, I was uh, ripping back and forth. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you were great, fucking, man. you were fucking smashing me. It's funny. <laughs> you got me a Donald Trump hair. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that awesome. yeah. That's gonna air, uh, I think, this week sometime. What's the website? What is it? Fucking. It's uh, MLB. MLBFanCave.com. Yeah, MLBFanCave.com. There'll be a segment up there. Yeah. And um, all right, man. That's it, dude. So uh, check It'll, it out. Check it. This is. Uh, Robert's got his own podcast, and I got mine, so we're going to share this one. So good, do yeah. yours. I got nothing. I'm that, done. You don't end it like that's no. The way I you just end say it? yeah. This is what yeah. If you want to make a donation, go to fucking jimflorentine.com, and I'll send you CDs, DVDs, whatever. Um, yeah, my my podcast. You know what, dude? That's it. Uh, if you want to make a donation, go to Jim Florentine's <laughs> site. <laughs> Uh, what is the what's the site? It's just well, jimflorentine.com and all the shits there. Jimflorentine.com. Listen to the podcast, uh, his other podcast. And uh, make a donation. He'll give you some shit, which is actually more than other cocksuckers do. Usually you make a donation and they uh, put it right in their fucking pocket. Nah, you and, send them out a CD or a DVD yeah, or something uh, like that. it's great. Most people you know? don't do that. Most people, we're going to upgrade the podcast. And, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not upgrading. I got a fucking microphone and a laptop. Yeah, so. Uh, so I'm, there's no upgrades. Dude, this I'm fucking it doing it off my iPhone. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's, I, I don't think you need all this fucking crazy horse shit. I think this is it. This is more interesting to me. It is. Just put shit. it down because you want to do it. You never know if you're in a comedy club and something goes yeah. down. You want to do it. Bring it with you. That's why I went to the laptop. I'm not going to a studio. I'm not building a studio to do I Fuck do that. podcasts. I'm just going to do it here and send it out. And if yeah. people dig them, they dig them. And we both bought the same microphone. Exactly. The Two, Yeti. 200 bucks at Apple. 200 dummy? Yeah. It's 140. Fuck. You're I think fucking... I paid 200. I'm not sure. Either 150 or 200. All right, make sure because if you not bring it back and go to fucking B and H and hit those fucking Jews over there and get it for one forty. Yeah, maybe. I but will. Uh, yeah, this uh, this is a podcast. Go to my website robertkellylive.com, at Robert Kelly on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Yeah, Mr. Jim Florentine on Twitter. Jim Florentine. Jim. Yeah, JimFlorentine.com, and um, yeah, that's it. All right, cool. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Peace. Later.